swords and candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest the tone earl rock shoes to every clue keeps the exit gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You know, the thing that messes me up is that the way I say it there also sounds like the way that I say it at the end. So I always like muscle memory into the end of the show. But this is the beginning. It's just yes. the beginning. You can also go to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. You can hop on over to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for control issues, download it, subscribe to it, review it, download it. All the things that you need to do to enjoy a podcast these days and make sure that we we get paid at some point. Um, And also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. There are some treats, dare I say some gems up there just for you. Enjoy yourself. AMC, how are you living? I'm living pretty well. Um, pretty much laying low this week. I was I was sick earlier in the week. And uh, as I mentioned to you in a pre-show, I am going to my brother's wedding tonight. I have a midnight flight um, going to Mexico. Going to do it up for a day and then there come back is. to my family. There it is. Um, so yeah, been, been taking it easy. Also, um, you know, just world news has been shitty this week, so I've I've, I've been kind of like laying low there as well. So, I've I've been kind of just you know keeping it just internal as far as like keeping it in house and just enjoying my family life. My my family my uh family leave slash paternity leave is going to be ending in a week as well. So you know I'm just really trying to just get the most of of this time off before I go back to what was reality and w- will be reality again. How about yourself, A-Dub? How's your week been? Uh, not too bad. Full week. Car in the shop. Had some issues. But you know what? This is why I picked where I live. Everything's in walking distance. And, you know, we're working from home. Not really necessary to drive. I maybe drive a few times a week. So it's not a big deal. A little more, a little more foot traffic for me. A few more steps. And, you know, just having a good time. Just really enjoying Everything that's been going on, you know, 2022 has just been hot with releases. I've been trying to enjoy all the ones that interest me as best as possible. So, yeah, man, it's it's been a really good time. Yeah, we could discuss that. Let's just get right into it, A-Dub, because I know you got a lot to navigate. You, what, you've been playing games from last year, you got games from this year, and you got new games coming out that you were highly anticipated, couldn't wait to play. In fact, you were telling me that you couldn't wait because it was going to preload on your console. So let's hear about A-Dub. What have you been playing 
this week. Man, I, I've been loving preloading games, watching that <laughs> clock tick down, just like oh, a couple hours. <laughs> Do, doing a little ritual, you know, hop, hop out and over to a bar around the corner, get a drink, just <sighs> thinking about what am I going to do first? Like, where, where am I going to go? Who am I going to talk to? What am I going to pursue? Like, what, what's my plan of action here? It's getting, getting my buzz tight, you know, being a little social. It's, it's kind of like having, it's kind of like having a secret identity because I'm out there, you know, for that 30 minutes, that hour that I'm just trying to kill before the game unlocks. And people are like, oh, yeah, what's going on? I was like, oh, nothing. You know, I'm just chilling, just killing a little time. Little do they know. <laughs> I'm about to be planted on that couch for six straight hours, just getting epic season. So, yeah, man, uh, last week it was Horizon Zero Dawn. So I put a lot more hours into that, reached a very critical point in the story. Um, when I was talking to you guys last week, I mentioned that the story of Forbidden West, I should say, not Zero Dawn. But yeah, the story of Horizon Forbidden West has laid out some very interesting nuggets. And I was hoping that the game would make good on those nuggets. I am here to report that they do. And I couldn't be more happy. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who might end up playing the game. It's a, it's a lot there. And the story is one of the most integral parts. So I'll let you uncover that for yourself. All I can say is, if you were a fan of the story of Zero Dawn, then I believe Forbidden West will just knock your socks off. So, yeah, put some time in on that. But I had a little contingency, and it was that the hype for this upcoming game, now finally released game, was so overwhelming. Just talking to the fan base and sharing thoughts, explaining like the design and the, the philosophy behind everything going in. It just it it crept up on me. It got its hold in me. And I decided Horizon Forbidden West was going on hold just for a weekend because it's time for Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was waiting Yeah. So Got into Elden Ring, and I got to say, it, it's going to be very hard putting that game down and going back to Horizon, because don't get me wrong, the, the key takeaway from this is that it's not an either-or situation. I have both games. I love both games. The, the biggest takeaway for me is that it feels as if Guerrilla Games and From Software made both of these titles specifically for someone like me, because it takes all of the elements of like their games and their franchises that I like the most and puts them front and center at the core of the experience. Like Elden Ring, it immediately felt good to the touch. Just the way everything moves, the way combat responds, the feedback on the controller, it all felt like very tight and refined. And yeah, I mean, the last From Software game I played was Sekiro back in 2019. I Love the ever-loving shit out of that. I completed it in short order. And yeah, it's they they learned a lot from all their games. I was telling AMC in the pre-show that they took all their best elements, they rolled it into this game. Like there, there are dungeons that quite clearly resemble the chalice dungeons from Bloodborne. There, there's the invisible posture bar that is now a part of the gaming experience that they took from Sekiro. You know, they took They've took the jumping from Sekiro. You got a horse now. It's open world. And it's like, it's not open world in the sense that, all right, here's a big ass world. And we put 
a Souls game in it. They crafted a Souls game and they built an open world around it. It sounds the same, but it's different because it means there's virtually no wasted space. Every location, every item, every enemy, every encounter, it all has a purpose. It it all belongs where it's supposed to be. And yeah, man, visually, you know, it looks just like what you're used to from the Souls games. However, it has a noticeable level of polish and, and physics and effects all over it. Like there's just gorgeous particle effects. There's outstanding lighting. There's, there's dynamic weather. Well, I don't know if it's dynamic. It might be restricted to the areas where the weather is in those regions, but I think it is dynamic because we were watching a video of me just stabbing these random ass dudes in the back farming at this location I found. And it, it had high winds, trees were blowing crazy. There was rain. But I remember the first time I was there, it was all very still. It was just a nice, calm, cool day, overcast, still some sunlight. But yeah, it's dynamic weather, day and night cycles. Elden Ring, it, it's far exceeding my expectations, especially the more the enormity of it sinks in. I mean, I've covered the amount of ground I covered, I would say is somewhere equivalent to about half of a regular Souls game. And I've barely scratched the surface of anything. Like I've dealt with a number of bosses. I'm just about to take on the first legacy dungeon. I beat the gatekeeper there and now entry is mine. And yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to getting back into that game to digging in more. I started with a wretch and my idea is that I want to eventually mold it into sort of a battle mage or what I would call it a witch blade. And yeah, man, I got got the Uchi Katana, so I got that that Japanese feudal era swag going on. You know, rocking some armor, got a shield, and eventually I hope to, you know, get a little more casual with it, maybe go around barefoot with like a cloak or something on, or like vagabond rags, <laughs> you know, whatever I could find out in the world, get some real spells with some real power behind them going. But we'll see. Right now I'm just cutting motherfuckers up with my Uji Katana and I'm absolutely loving it. It just beautiful locations. Just I can't I cannot wrap my head around how utterly massive this game is while still being completely handcrafted. It doesn't feel like there's a pebble out of place or something that that's just there for the sake of filling in space. It feels like everything is where it's supposed to be. Like I'll, I'll go around an entire like rock face or a rock structure or a giant hill or whatever. Next thing you know, there's a door. Oh, where does that door go? To a dungeon. What's in that dungeon? A boss, some enemies, some loot. And then you just do it again. I'm go, I'm, traipsing along the edge of a cliff i'm looking down into the i'm looking down into the canyon below there's a door <laughs> like, damn and yeah then you have actual structures you have actual ruins you have caves you have castles churches it just goes on next thing you know you think you're you think you're finally getting a handle of everything that's going on in the area that you're starting in. Then you venture off the beaten path. You find a portal that takes you to a random location that's 
far and away from where you were before. You're in a completely different scenario. Enemies are tougher. You, you go on an elevator. Now you're underground. Yes, there is an underground because Miyazaki doesn't let people down. It's, it's a game that I feel will keep on giving long after the, the majority of the discussion about it has died down. Like this is, this, it feels like they perfected what they were going after with Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro and all that. Like this feels like the, the peak of that Souls goodness that a lot of us have come to know and love. So I'm extremely satisfied with both Forbidden West and especially Elden Ring. It's going to be hard getting that game off my mind because it's always like, how am I going to take that down? I wonder what's beyond that. Oh, what could be in that door? Hmm. How am I supposed to get to that item? I don't know. That enemy's pretty tough. Maybe I should come back later. It's, there's always a thought of like, there, there's something going on and I want to know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm totally enamored with it. I look forward to playing it more over the weekend. But I'm also looking forward to talking to the AMC because I need to know what you've been playing. Oh, man. So this is an interesting week. Uh, so continue to play a little bit more of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, mm-hmm. That game continues to just kick ass. As I mentioned last week, started it out. Old-ass game, I believe it came out in like 97. Heard it was an all-time great. And you know how it is. It's like, all right, well, this game is, what, damn near, what, like, oh, like, 20 years old or whatever um and you just like but it's like all right let's see let's see if it holds up it's it's over yeah over 20 and so uh yeah like let's see if this holds up i'm I'm looking forward to like playing like an older game that like you know still the test of time and as i said i i had gotten into the castlevania anime and i just needed that itch scratched and you know konami ain't doing anything with that franchise anytime soon so Hopped in this game, picked it up, started playing it last week, um, and continued it this weekend. What I'll say is the game is continuing to open up. What I love about it, too, is, uh, as you mentioned about Elden Ring, um, Castlevania does something very similar, like similar that you see in like even Zelda games and things along those lines, where they just kind of put you in the game, and you don't really know anything. You discover more about the game as you play it. Like, and, like evidence by this is that so in the world you'll find like relics like they're they're kind of hidden so you have to like really search but like as you search and you find certain things like the game just opens up in certain ways as far as like detail and so um it's a metroidvania but it has like strong rpg mechanics so you have like like um like loadouts as far as like uh, equipment you can assign to your head body all that shit um weapons um that you can uh switch and decide to use like enemies drop drop loot and you pick that up and you can switch what you're uh, equipped based off of that and then you have spells and i don't really know about spells last week what they did i just knew that i eventually would have an option to get some spells well i got my first one and what's pretty cool about it is it's like a you know uh so you're playing as alucard which is the uh he's the son of dracula and meaning that he's i believe half vampire and this first spell i get I can, when I activate it, if I find an enemy that can bleed, so a living enemy, so not skeleton, not a zombie, you know, anything of that, none of the undead, then um, if they, when I kill them, like there's always like a blood animation and it's like, you know, it's like retro, but it's still great. And um, I, I get health from it as I kill them. And what's pretty cool is how you activate the spells is um, 
it's like like fucking street fighter like it's a like a hadouken is how i activate this spell so i'm assuming as i get other spells it'll be different you know button combinations in order to activate them so that's it's kind of cool like it's a little bit of like a say like a throwback to like a final fantasy 6 where it's like mixing in all these different you know gameplay styles into this one game um and yeah push forward and as i found like the relics like uh so initially i found the first relic and that made it so that when enemies i think when enemies hit me then numbers would get knocked out of me so i could see how strong the attacks were of the enemies then i find another relic and now when i'm hitting them i'm knocking numbers out of them then i get another relic and now when i'm fighting him i see the name of the enemy that i'm fighting and and so on and so forth so like the world gets more and more detailed as like i find uh relics and basically that, that knowledge starts to translate a little bit more to the player which is very cool um so the game grows in that way but I didn't get to play a ton of uh, Castlevania because Marissa was just on a kick of like wanting to play video games. So it was, I was I was heavy girlfriend game this week, and so we played um, more more of Cuphead. Um, where I left off last week, we just made it to hell. So um, we had the big fight with the Dice King, and we had gone a couple. Actually, it was like a couple of straight days of like just trying to beat the Dice King because it's it's a whole like it's a whole thing where it's kind of like a roulette table um where you're making your way through the uh through the table and as you land on each number it's a different boss and you make your way to eventually the dice king and then you fight him so that took a lot of um just honing of skill and learning of all the different various bosses that you could come across in any given run because when you die on a boss you restart at the very beginning of the roulette table um we took him down then we get to the devil and leading up to the devil it was basically like three straight like just difficult boss battles and so by the time we got to the devil we knew the game <laughs> at that point and so it's, it still took a couple of tries but not nearly as tough as all the previous bosses so then we beat the devil which entails beating cuphead so we beat cuphead and that was an accomplishment in itself very awesome and the great thing about that is all i'd heard about was how tough cuphead was and that was a bit of a worry because marissa's you know she's very much a casual gamer she only plays with me doesn't play any games by herself so i wasn't sure how she was gonna um hold up with the game and enjoyed it loved it every time we died she was eager to get back into the next battle to then get another crack at the boss which you know seems to get lost in translation with some people when they talk about difficulty in video games and whether mastery is a thing that's um virtue that gamers should have <laughs> um she absolutely loved it and so yeah definitely a game i would recommend if you have somebody that enjoys difficulty uh enjoys getting better at a video game and just enjoys video games in general beat that and so that and now came down to our next girlfriend game i had a couple of mine that i've uh purchased that were just waiting for us to hop into but you know this one it was on a lot of the game of the year lists last year and so i, I had to make it happen um and that was it takes two so we jumped into that and we played the living shit out of it takes two all week just like whenever the when theo has a nap we played it when theo goes to bed we played it so i watched zero like tv movies anything this week it was just all it takes two and man that game is it's absolutely awesome one it's uh it's a game that it's not too difficult. So if like you have like somebody that you want to just sit down, and play couch co-op with that doesn't really play video games, they could they could pick it up pretty easily. There is some twin stick in it, so it might take a little getting used to of that. Um, but um, not that difficult when it comes to like, you know, some of the battles. Um, it's really more of a um 
a puzzle style game where there's a lot of cooperation with like uh i do this and while i'm doing this you do this and then you'll come across things and it's like all right uh well i got to figure out how to do this and while you do that you figure that out and we will figure out how these two things work together and in order for us to push forward so it's a lot of that and so it's um and what I love about it too is that, you know, in the past when I think about like old, old like co-op games, it's, it was literally like they give you like two of the same style of characters and you're just going out there and it's kind of a brawler and you're not really working together. You're just like, I'm fighting my dudes, you're fighting your dudes and we're just trying to survive. Um, what I love about this game is it acknowledges the co-op and incorporates it into the story in that the story of the game is... Uh, it's centered around two parents that are about to, you know, they're about to have a divorce and mm-hmm. they have a kid. And so it like starts off like very much similar to like that movie up where it's very sad. <laughs> like, dude, like the kid is like the kids witnessing her parents fighting and then like talking about like getting divorced and like the kid just doesn't know how to deal with it and how to process the whole situation. Next thing you know, you, your soul's, or I'm not really sure what happens, but we'll just say your souls transfer into these two dolls that the kid has that uh, represent the parents. And you're now just like, you're like, what the hell? Like, we're these dolls now. Like, well, we now need to figure out how to not be these dolls anymore. And so you're playing through the game and um, she has this, uh, this book that's kind of like um it's she has this book on like love and friendships and, and relationships and she's uh she asks like the book to like help her parents and so as you're making your way through this game this book keeps showing it showing up and um the book is very much like a, a latin lover like has like that that accent and yes. it's and it's basically like talking to you about like like basically working through things and so like each phase of the game is kind of like an aspect of like your relationship and what you need to like work on in order to maintain a relationship and so it's it's very awesome because the game is like um it's almost made for couples to be to play with because you're like you're you're building relationship skills as you're just playing a video game it's it's very much like therapy in a way but like very fun um if you're trying to like just gamify um that aspect of life and so because of that like we just love it and what i also love about the game is it's very much an homage to video games uh because there's just so many different aspects as you're going through certain parts of the games like there's a part like i don't want to give away all the sequences but the game is very centered around moments and so like there's this one part where we're flying in a plane and i'm controlling the plane and next you know marissa's fighting this uh i'm not gonna say the enemy because it's a a bit of a spoiler but she's fighting this other enemy and as she's fighting them it's like a straight up like like mortal Kombat, street fire street fighter like presentation where it has the health bars the enemies like throwing hadoukens at her and, like, she has like, like kicks and punches and everything and she's just duking it out and i'm just like trying to keep the plane steady as they go through this battle so this is absolutely awesome that's just one moment of the game there's another part where we suddenly get these powers and it becomes like a uh like a diablo-esque like dungeon like um dungeon brawler or whatever dungeon crawler where it's like i'm a, i was a mage and she was a knight and i have all these spells and like they have like countdowns like um in between like how often i can use the spells and like she's a mage and so she has her sword and has like power ups and things like that and you fight through that part of the game and so on and so forth like it's, it's like there's parts where you're just like you're 
on like literally on rails like where you're like sliding on rails and it's like kind of like a sonic style thing where it's like very fast and you're making quick decisions as you're going through this course so there's like there's just all these different moments as you're transitioning through the different phases of the game and it's just it has a little bit of everything and immediately as i'm playing it i'm like oh because it's you know it's it's very rare that you see a co-op game like a game that's a straight-up co-op game get on people's game of the year list because they're very specific um but when i saw it i was like oh that's interesting well that's definitely a game that i gotta play and yeah it's i totally see why people had it on their list last year for game of the year it's fucking phenomenal and um yeah i can't wait to play more of it like anytime we have a free moment marissa just can't she she can't wait to get back into it she's like this is what we're doing and so i'm all about it i love the motivation and i love the enthusiasm and so yeah um can't wait to tell talk more about it takes two i'll probably will have beaten it by the next time we talk and we'll yes. be on to our next game but it's absolutely the shit so i know i know you got your list dub you got your your uh was it overcooked other games i definitely would throw that on the list of like potential like co-op games to play when you know when you're hosting people up the crib <laughs> yeah so, so far i mean overcooked has just been a unanimous victory when yeah. it comes because i mean my my nephew was enjoying it having a good time feeling like i know how to do it like all right go and make you a little soup i got you <laughs> jackson and, was on it that's awesome. yeah he was on it how, I, how, how, how old is he he's six going all right seven. And he, he's playing sorry just to like you know take it in another direction but like he's getting into video games or like he was just he's, he's is this like one of his few video games that he plays i don't know if he's getting into them it's just that i i had it on when yeah. they came over, it was like, oh, okay. I think, yeah, I was showing them like Forza Horizon 5, was showing them Horizon, both Horizons. And he was like, you have something that I can play? It's like, yeah, I got something for you. Yeah. <laughs> to put your little ass to work. <laughs> put you in the kitchen. <laughs> make this goddamn soup. Get yeah. these goddamn tips. Get on the so, dishes. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting it. I let, I let him play a little uh, Wasteland Golf. So that was that was interesting. All right, and, awesome. Yeah, and yeah, man. But it, it takes two. I do need to get more co-op games. The only the only other co-op game I have that I would want to play is Diablo three, and I feel that is an excellent game to play with people. That's just me personally. However, it takes two. It sounds like it's one of those rare those rare games that's a girlfriend game by design. So we, we turn that into the nephew game. We turn it into homie game. <laughs> yeah i mean it's great it's just like just building life skills while playing a video game it's uh it's actually great i mean you know there's like that that idea back in the day like oh like gaming is so like uh solitary and um it's it's for people who like who like to be alone yeah. <laughs> like an ex like introverts and yada, yada. so anti-social yeah anti-social yeah like, like it, you play a game like this and it's like not nah, like these are things that i feel like would make the world better if like more people were playing these style of games yeah. so yeah um it's not all gta and beating up prostitutes it's not all gta it's not all call of duty yeah it's not all shooting it's not all cussing <laughs> exactly but hey dub you know we're on uh we're on the time crunch, so let's just get right into these topics of the week. Top topics of the week. You want to lead it off, Ada? Do I now? I got an announcement. <laughs> I got to make an announcement. Yes, this week we saw the reveal of Street Fighter Six, uh, which easily could have been Troll of the Week. 
but <laughs> we went in a different direction. <laughs> so yeah, after six years and two updates, Capcom finally moving on. This is according to Matt Kim from IGN. Uh, they teased it through a countdown on the website and they officially announced Street Fighter VI following the end of the Capcom Pro Tour fighting game exhibition. And yeah, they say it's coming out this summer. Wow, that's incredible. So we should be able to see some gameplay pretty soon. There was a short teaser showing CG renderings of a new character or maybe an old character. I don't play Street Fighter, so I don't know. And your man Ryu uh, looking swollen, oiled up, looking like he's been training with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, got that beard going. So, you know, he's he's also been going through COVID just like the rest of us. Mm. <laughs> got a little facial hair covered. So, yeah, man, this... This is pretty exciting. Uh, the, let me see. Short teaser. Showed that beefed up Ryu. Faces off against a character by the name of Luke, who is the 45th and final character for Street Fighter V. And yeah, this also coincided with the 35th anniversary of the franchise. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of timing going on there. I don't believe platforms have been announced. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe Sony pulls out another... Another upset in the console war, or maybe not. We'll see. Well, I know that, um, well, we discussed it a while ago. I, Sony got the rights to Evo, and both the last Street Fighter was an exclusive for PlayStation. So, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be in line with what they've been kind of setting up as far as the competitive scene goes. So I, um, it'll be interesting to see if that's the route that Capcom wants to continue as far as going console exclusive as opposed to, you know, multi-platform. Eh, we'll see. But overall, AMC, how does this announcement make you feel inside? Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm always happy that there's another Street Fighter. I, I, I will say I played the, we played the last Street Fighter V. Um, briefly. We, yeah, we played briefly. <laughs> and that was kind of the one where I was like, I think I'm done with Street Fighter. Like, personally, like... Likewise. Yeah, and it's not that, like, I'm... Like, that they're bad games. It's just, they're not games for me anymore. <laughs> and that's how I'd put it. It's like, there's, there's not really a desire to play it solo as far as, like, just against the computer. And then when I tried to take it online, it was... I'd get a couple and then I get my ass handed to me and it's, you know, there's just a level of dedication. And I think that's with any game. It's just, is it worth the dedication to play it? And, you know, I, it's for me, street fighter games just aren't at that for me. Like it's, you can't just pick up a street fighter game. It's like, Oh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just fuck around with this. Like, no, you gotta be good if you want to take it, especially online. And, um, if you want to play it solo, there's only so much there for like fighting games. And so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things I'm happy that street fighters around just because it's one of those things from our childhood that like was, was such a big deal with like, especially with like the release of street fighter two. Um, but yeah, as far as on a personal level, nah, I'll just be, I'll just be observing from a distance and definitely when Evo comes around, I'll check out those, that those final round battles because they're always super entertaining, but that's as much interest as I have in this. What would you do? If Street Fighter Six came out and they completely revamped the fighting system so that it's more similar to Injustice, damn that that would be a little interesting. I mean, because Injustice Injustice is the bar for me. I yes. mean, I guess just those games. Like we saw the popularity of the last Mortal Kombat game. Like they've just perfected that formula. Like as you as you've 
discuss with souls how they've perfected that formula with Elden Ring. Like that's where they are now when it comes to like injustice and Mortal Kombat. Um, and so yeah, if you know if they Street Fighter, they decided to take a couple of notes from there. I, I definitely think it wouldn't hurt them. But I know people are all about like their fighting games being you know true to what they are. So I'm not, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count on it. Is what I'd say. Superior technical fighter. Yeah, playing footsie. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, let's get into the next topic, A Dub. Next topic, A Dub. That topic of the week, you know, you know, you know. Let's get right back into Elden Ring. We just have a a quick update, a little early news as far as you know some of the the success we we had discussed, um, you know, offline, off show um, on the uh, the critical success of Elden Ring. Right now, it's a little too early to get the numbers as far as sales, but <clears throat> we can get some of the Felt numbers. so. <laughs> yeah, but we can get some of the numbers as far as, you know, Steam and concurrent players. So oh, that engagement, that engagement, those those numbers that are questionable. But, you know, if there are people playing it, that's all that matters. It's not a Game Pass situation. Uh, so with Elden Ring, the Steam numbers are in a dub as far as, you know, the peak of concurrent players and Elden Ring Steam numbers are already nearly six times greater than from software's previous all time high. That high resides with Dark Souls 3, which had a peak player base of 129,975,000 uh, compared to Elden Ring's current all time high of 764,000, which is roughly 5.9 times higher than that of Dark Souls 3. So once again, the current the previous high was with Dark Souls three with roughly a hundred thousand. Elden Ring within its first couple of days hit seven hundred thousand, almost eight hundred thousand. So yeah, um, pretty insane. Uh, just from just at that level, I guess the question I would pose to you, A Dub, we'll do a little setup here. You know, we discussed like Sekiro. It, it had its success. There was a little debate between within the, um, you know, within the Souls community of where it ranked among like those titles. Uh, and we've seen in the past, you know, there's certain games they have their jumping off point. You know, Assassin's Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed Two. We had Persona getting to Persona Five, um, and you know where I'm going with this. Um, they said that this would be the game that might be a little more. Uh, friendly to maybe i'm not going to say the casuals because you know the casual stands but the people who might have been sitting on the sideline and maybe a little scared to jump into a souls franchise or a soul style game do you think that this game could be the one that you know takes elden ring to a, a higher player base as far as like the people who might have like uh shied away from these style of games aw there yeah, I'm there. I'm just thinking real hard about it. Yeah. Can <laughs> you just repeat the question one more time? I'm just racking my brain. You know, okay, so basically what I was saying is that, you know, there's always those games where, like, Persona, we have all the, we have the Persona games where it's, you know, within the community, it's the hardcores, and then you get to Persona 5, and then it's just, like, everybody's playing Persona 5. You know, yeah. not everybody, but, you know, everybody's playing it. It's their biggest yeah. one. We even saw with, um, what was that game? Was it Tales or Monster Hunter World? 
Monster Hunter World, obviously, but there, yeah, and then there was there was one other JRPG that came out, I believe, last year that was like the oh, like now we're all playing like Tales of whatever Tales of Arise, yeah, Tales of Arise. That was the one where like oh, now other people are playing this, and so I'm wondering, do you think Elden Ring could be that for you know the Soulsborn, um, as far as like now we're seeing a little more of the uh, the casuals coming into this space and playing it. Yeah, that, that answer is complicated because if it is, it would only be briefly because it's the only reason that the quote unquote casuals would get into it is because they've allowed themselves to believe that it's going to be easier and there's going to be all these extra mechanics and things to help you. It's like, you know, people like myself have been all over the Internet trying to reinforce the reality that like it's not going to be easier. Yes, all these mechanics are there, but you don't get much of any of that at the beginning of the game. You're still going to have to go somewhere and fight something that you don't want to fight in order to earn these things that may or may not even make your experience easier. Yeah, you could summon people. Yeah, you can you can summon your ash spirits if you get the bell instead of going to the round table hold first and now the dudes move. So it's... It's a, it's a situation where people are going to get it with that false sense of security. And then once they run into not necessarily the first boss that puts them on their ass, but the first series of bosses that puts them on their ass. Since it's like, oh, well, I'll just go somewhere else. Oh, I'll just go somewhere else. It's like you're going to run out of places to go. At some point, you're going to have to start either putting enemies down or you're going to have to put the game down. But something's gonna have to get put down and yeah i i def i'm just waiting man i know it's gonna be those threads or it's just like oh i thought it was gonna be easier <laughs> yeah they, I mean, they lied they said it would be more accessible it's just same old souls i should have known better they got my money yeah i mean it's it's interesting because like i i've been waiting for that other shoe to drop as well and like i like it the game comes out and we're seeing 10 out of 10s from like multiple like game informer ign like 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 certain sites are just giving it perfect scores obviously not perfect game but they're giving it perfect scores and i haven't seen like it was almost like sekiro um was was about to be that game that was gonna pop and then obviously sekiro became the the hotly debated like oh like they're like we need difficulty options in video games. And so that became the discussion around Sekiro, unfortunately, whereas I'm not seeing that quite yet. And I mean, obviously we're in the first weekend of the game and, you know, now it's getting all the critical success. And so that's going to pull in, you know, those people who just look at the scores and buy video games based off the of scores. But um, as of yet, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of negativity and I was like, I was bracing for it because, you know, it's just, it's now just something that you expect with a Souls game is a Souls game comes out and people start talking about difficulty, but yet it's it's been out and all I've heard is just a lot of positivity about like what they've so done and and how they've crafted the um, the open world into this like Soul style of video gaming, and so because of that it's like I'm wondering like maybe this is the one that finally gets that that crossover success that like we've been anticipating for the Souls franchise, and so. Yeah, I, it'll be one of those things that it'll be an ongoing story to keep an eye on. Because as of right now, I imagine it's kind of definitely like if we're already seeing that it's six times the success of like, you know, 
the the Dark Souls. It's it's former peak as far as Steam goes, and that's what's interesting about that is that if there is any negativity around Elden Ring, it's been from the PC side. And if we're seeing this type of um, movement from the PC side, which is supposed to be, I guess, the quote unquote inferior experience until maybe like patches come out, um, that's a good side from that's a good sign as far as console gaming goes. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see if this is that one that like may, maybe puts souls a little bit more on the map uh, as far as like not just uh, a game for like the hardcore masochists that like people would like to describe that usually that typically enjoy these style of games <laughs> yeah but i can That's... tell you about some people who don't enjoy these type of games they got troll of the week troll of the week troll of the week troll of the week yes we got troll of the week coming to you live at elden ring because god damn it, they've been hating on it ever since it was announced. They've been trying to tear it down. They've been trying to dumb it down. But you know what? Miyazaki was like, nah, son, we're going to do this right. We're going to do this for the people who've been there since day one. We're going to do this for the people who've been there before Souls. We're going to do this for all the gamers who support us, who commend us, who push us forward so that we can push the industry forward. And god damn it, they done did it again. They raised the bar, they created a genre, and they set themselves at the top of that bar within a game design that they hadn't even tackled before. This is monumental achievement, but I'm fanboying out. I'm raining in because it's time to rain these trolls in and, and, and get them, sell the meat to the market. First troll says, get good at understanding what is tolerable game design for 2022 AAA game and what is not. I'm done with this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) You're done with your grammar lessons too. (laughs) Basically what this troll is getting at is they're, they're taking get good and they're throwing it back in from software's face. It's just like, you guys should get good at designing AAA games. First of all, I don't think this is a triple A game. Pretty sure From Software doesn't make triple A games. Triple A games come from the publishers with the big dollars and the big marketing and all the 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 hype and pushing things to the next level. Like you know what a triple A game is. Well, I'm not trying to take anything away from the developer as well as their games because their games are outstanding and they are outstanding. It they're not it's not in a triple a space it would be a completely different game if it was it would be more graphics oriented which obviously it isn't so it's it's outstanding however if from software wasn't good at game design they wouldn't be recognized as making one of the most influential games of the past decade if not the most influential games in dark souls uh people would not be emulating their game design oftentimes falling quite a bit short but you know Good effort. We got some. We got some good little souls clones running around, and yeah, man. No, you just need to get good at these games. Quit blaming the game. Quit blaming the developer. Look in the mirror. Figure yourself out. Next troll says PS3 graphics check. Awful controls check. Insanely overhyped check. Absolutely overrated check. Same animations as Dark Souls Three. Check. Check. <laughs> Can't swim in this open world game that has water. Check. Check. <laughs> Boring, empty, open world. 
Oh, let's go let MC carry the chest. <laughs> Praised by critics as next level of open world games. Check. Check. <laughs> Fanboys treating it as the best video game of all time. Check. Check. <laughs> so my man just got a whole list of disparaging remarks for Elden Ring. Miyazaki from software. But you know what? You know what's going on here? You got someone hating. Check. Someone who doesn't appreciate development masterwork. Check. Check. Someone posting a zero review on Metacritic a day after the game came out. Check. Check. (laughs) Someone who should probably spend more time enjoying the things they like instead of hating on things that they ain't good enough to enjoy. Check. Check. We got Troll of the Week. Check. (laughs) Moving along. Next Troll says, hard and boring world. It's same as Dark Souls. Nothing better. Nothing new. It's been overrated. If you don't know about Dark Souls, never play it. (laughs) (laughs) Never get to know that. Uh, Hard and boring world. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's hard. It's punishing. It's definitely challenging. But you know what? You work with the challenge. You do what's within the scope of your abilities and your build and your equipment, and you leave the other stuff alone. You eventually come back. And then if you do take on the big thing, you don't sit and pout when it whoops your ass. You figure it out how it whoops your ass piece by piece until you assemble the puzzle of victory. That's what you do. That's what these games are about. On top of the beautiful world design, the the lore that is just lurking beneath the surface of all that you see, and some of the best action games have seen in so long. I got picked up in the pincer of a giant crab and, and slammed into the ground. So what have you done with yourself lately? Uh, it's same as Dark Souls, nothing better, nothing new. That's the point. People wanted more Dark Souls, people got Dark Souls, don't know why that's such a hard relationship to understand it's like when you like something you want more of it and then the people that make it give it to you and that makes people happy that's kind of how things work that's how the dollars flow that's how the cycle of business is remains in perpetual motion like it, it creates energy you're just not in tune with it your energy's off your vibe is off you need to go do some yoga you get some wheatgrass next show says meh Elden Ring is just a buggy Souls game with poor graphics and overall very unimaginative. Very unimaginative. So how many games out there right now are doing what this game does with its world design, with its atmosphere, with its writing, with its character design, with, with everything? There, there are so many imitators, but nobody comes close to that real shit so unimaginative let's see some of your um, let's see some of your imagination on display what have you what have you created and offered to the world with all your infinite creativity i'd love to see that poor graphics get out of here with that everything gonna have to be realistic it looks just as good as it needs to actually quite a bit better especially once you see all those weather effects and those particle effects in play get your eyes checked buggy souls game it's not buggy so whatever next troll the most overhyped and overrated game of all time but fanboys are too blind to see it sounds like of all time (laughs) of all time overrated game of all time i mean i think it's it's either right below 
Breath of the Wild, or it may have dethroned Breath of the Wild on Open Critic. So I have to look into that. But yeah, it's getting some of the best review scores of all time because it is one of the best games that has been made in a very long time. Too bad everybody can't enjoy that. But you know what? Every game isn't for everybody. And unfortunately, some people just got to take out their hate on the world. Watch it burn. Next troll says, one of the most overhyped and terrible games this generation, a complete copy and paste of Dark Souls, no innovation, poor graphics, yet reviewers lie and are biased because it's a From Software game. Because it's a From Software game, like From has been in the game since the 90s, making all manner of things, nobody paid attention, reviews were not good because they just weren't in sync with what people wanted, or rather people weren't in sync with what they were offering. So eventually From Software makes Demon Souls. It does not get localized in the West by Sony. So people start importing it a lot and it does well. It's their first breakout hit. And due to Sony's mishandling of that, they end up going third party. They end up creating Dark Souls and then the world changed. And that's when the fan base started getting more rabid, more numerous. Dark Souls 2 comes along, uh, kind, of a, kind of a soft step, but still a step forward. Dark Souls 3 comes along, back in the game, keeping it moving. Bloodborne comes out, a lot of people's favorite game of the generation. Some would say From's best game. People still asking for a sequel. People still asking for a sequel. Don't want it if Blue Point's doing it, though. Got to get <laughs> From on the case. <laughs> Yeah, can't do Bloodborne without From. So we get Sekiro, Game of the Year 2019. So it's like their Game of the Year wasn't even a Souls game. It was Sekiro, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. The game that people hold in highest regard is Bloodborne, not Souls. What Souls takes is most influential game of the past decade, and now Elden Ring taking just the best souls like there is the best game from is made i i'm still an armored core champion and i'm waiting for armored core 6 to come along so the world can really see what from software is capable of but i mean from software they've they worked hard for this they aren't getting these reviews they aren't getting all this praise because it's them it's because of the work and the discipline and just the sheer fortitude and creativity that they have with their products that eventually resonated with great numbers of people. They earned this every last bit of it. Quit trying to play them, quit trying to play reviewers. Like they just doing it because of From Software. Nobody knew who From Software was 10 years ago. Get out of here. Get out of here. Next troll says, last troll. I'm so disappointed in this game. The world is generic and boring. Technical aspects are terrible. Stutter, pop-up of textures, and last-gen generation of graphics. Graphics, you, you, could, you could go anywhere with that. Honestly, these are some of the best from software graphics I've ever seen. So I'm not going to argue with anybody about it. I'm enjoying myself, especially with that draw distance and the level of detail and everything. Like The enormity of their world is ever-present and constantly staring. Uh, stutter, yeah, frame rate, even in performance mode, it you you see it. After playing 30 hours of Horizon Forbidden West in performance mode, like 
you can see what's going on with Elden Ring. It's noticeable. However, it doesn't necessarily take away from the experience. Uh, Pop-up of textures, yeah, there's some popping. It's a video game, an open world one at that. So what are we going to do? We're going to make it seem like From is the only developer to ever have this issue. It isn't like whole sections of the game are popping in. And even if it was, who the fuck cares? It's a video game. Enjoy yourself. What what more should I say here? Like you guys are trying to make nobody nobody said anything about the gameplay. Nobody said anything about the overall quality of the game. Just uh, yeah. a texture popped in zero out of ten. Like <laughs> and that's what I love about all these games that are coming out now. It's just there's there's nothing meaningful for anyone to complain about, and they're just tugging it loose threads and straws wherever they can find them because it's all they have and it's nothing so y'all can get up in your troll wagon put all that bullshit in the gas tank see how far it gets you amc any last words now i mean just the more i think about like especially elden ring and like these soul style games it's no they're kind of like tailor-made outside of the whole like difficulty accessibility debate like they're tailor-made for you know the current uh, I don't, not sure if it's the right word, but like, you know, just the current emotional, like, uh, I guess, sentiment of like the community, as far as, you know, the things that people get upset about, it's if you have a, like, if you make, if you have a character that has a name <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a certain gender and yeah, it has a backstory that, can, uh, that and then like, if if very story driven, it seems to be like that's what people seem to rail against, even though that's what people want. Like they want games with like that are very engaging and thought provoking. But yet when they get it, then they that's all they seem to care about. And they just disregard all of like the real gameplay aspects, the things that we really play video games for. It's the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And they they tend to overlook that. And when I look at like a game like Elden Ring, just souls in general, it's like you have your creative character, not not really counting Sekiro, but you have your creative character. You have it's not very story driven, so you can't really break down like certain beats. You can't ruin necessarily the story. You can ruin maybe moments, but as you described, the game is so big that even if you see one moment, that's not the moment. There's still a ton of moments that you will experience. So it's it's hard to ruin the the spoil the game. I'll say, and so there's a lot going for it that um, I think is it's kind of nice and that's why i'm really enjoying at least from the critic side the, the overwhelming positivity of the game because there's not like there's not a ton of debate that people can really bring up they can't really you know do the whole like well i don't like how aloy looks with this game <laughs> and because of that it's it's very nice it's very refreshing and hopefully like we could just ride this out and you know as i said i haven't seen a ton of negativity behind it and if this game can you know find a way to skate past that i, I think that'd be absolutely awesome because I'm, I'm really enjoying this other than you know the people who are just complaining about like the game being overhyped and a lot of the positivity behind it there's there's a lot of the things that you don't have to worry about no no major publisher to then rail at like as far as like activision or ea behind this game there's just a lot working for this title and um yeah i hope it becomes like as as we discussed earlier that crossover success that you know they've been waiting for and if if that happens then i can't i can't wait to see where they take all that money and you know infuse into next all that money all that money a dub let's get into you know it's almost four so 
you want to you want to do in the next story we can start getting into quick hits how you doing i I only got one more all right let's let's do that and then um you can wrap it up what you got a dub psvr2 yes we finally got a look at it looks pretty smooth not gonna lie i would probably just get it just to have it like yeah i got that i don't (laughs) use it but i got no i'm not one of those people if i get it i'm gonna use that shit however i just i could Got myself a gorgeous television. The last thing I'm going to do is put on a headset that prevents me from seeing it. However, I am highly interested in PSVR 2, especially now that we've gotten a generation of VR gaming under the collective belt of the gaming industry. So perhaps with better hardware and an understanding of what they're going to be doing in the VR space, we're going to see some more interesting and probably groundbreaking product. Uh, How did you feel about the reveal of the PSVR 2? I mean, it's interesting because they've pretty much given us multiple descriptions of how like the form factor is going to look and everything or how it's going to lay out. And so when you see it, um, it actually, it's, it looks how they described it, which is great because it, it'd be one thing if they said something and then you see it and it's just like, why are there like 80 wires? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like everything just, they described it better. And so I, I like how it looks. It goes well with the, with the, you know, the aesthetic of the PlayStation 5. Um, I definitely appreciate the controls um i'm glad that they're getting away from the move sticks you know they were this like I, I, they just felt those move sticks just felt very uh we and now these feel like you know dedicated vr controllers in line with like when i played um was it the the oculus uh whatever the one is that doesn't plug in. Um, I played that, it, the quest, and, you know, it, it kind of has that feel, that look, other than, you know, that one single wire that's coming out of the headset. And that's also great. It's just it's just one wire. It's very, um, like, I don't know if the word would be streamlined, but it's very simple as far as, like, the the look of it. And looks it's more elegant. In, it's elegant and more in line with what we've come to expect from, you know, the... Uh, you know, the, uh, the top tier VR uh, sets that we've seen as of late. And so it seems like they have the form factor down. Now it'll be interesting. They, I, I know in the article, the PS blog, they said that the, um, you know, the, the kits are already out to developers. So now that they have this in their hands, we're going to start to see the type of games that can be developed for it. And I think that's going to be, that's the next step now is how are the games going to possibly be improved by this new um this new setup, obviously, uh, I'm assuming stronger, especially being on better hardware. And um, yeah, we'll see what the next step will be. But as far as like the design goes, I think that they like it's a home run. And so now it's just getting the games. And so it'll be interesting to see what follows up from there. I'm, I'm assuming that we'll eventually have some some form of a state of play or just, you know, actual breakdown video wise of like the, the v, uh, PSVR 2 um and so yeah uh I'm, I'm looking forward to that when the day comes we already got that horizon vr game announced so at least we have an idea of what to expect once this hardware gets in our hands yes sir or on our heads <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah we i mean we could call it I, I know you got your haircut i got my flight we had the ps plus um we'll just say the game that i'm looking forward to from there uh you know it's sonic team racing there's also Ghost really? yeah. There's Ghost of Tsushima Legends, uh, Ghost Runner, which is like a parkour first-person ninja-style game, and then there's. I think I'm gonna come with Ghost Runner. Yeah, all right. Hell yeah. Check it out. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You gotta be open to new things, man. You gotta embrace stuff. Yeah, quit, push, heard- quit pushing stuff away. Don't be a troll. 
I heard good things about Ghost of Tsushima Legends when that was uh, when that launched. And so yes. if people missed out on that, they can play it. I'm sure there'll be some people like, why don't you just release Ghost of Tsushima? But you got Legends. Yeah, so, why so why don't you just buy it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but do you have any final words, Adel, before we get out of here? Man, we, we waited so long for this month to come and it has now passed <laughs> in glorious fashion. I mean, oh, we delivered. Got, yeah, delivered. Yep. It's outstanding. And now we have March to look forward to. Gran Turismo leading off the charge there. Triangle Strategy, AMC. I don't yeah. know what you're going to do with yourself. <laughs> but yeah, it's 2022 is in full effect. Um, I'm completely, I'm satisfied. Like, it, it, it may as well be December 31st, 2022. Like, <laughs> we may as well just call it quits. But we have a lot more stuff to look forward to. I'm still patiently awaiting the arrival of Starfield in November. So we'll see what else happens along the way. AMC. This is Control Issues. I am AMC. This is We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Stuckers. Stuckers.